Dr. Alan Leica here, and I'd like to welcome you to How to Live a Fantastic Life Show, where we will be discussing the important aspects of your life. We hope to inspire you to live the best life you can. Get out of your comfort zone and explore the awesome world around you. Break through your barriers. Take inspired action. Use the difficulties in your life to achieve the best version of you. Ladies and gentlemen, today we have a real special guest by the name of Casty Green. She's a certified professional hypnotist with a master's degree in education. Her passion is to help people live their best lives and love themselves entirely and authentically. Life is an adventure and you never know where it will take you unless you do something like hypnosis, at least so says Cassidy. And we're going to explain why she thinks that in just a few minutes. Welcome, Cassidy. Welcome. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So how did you ever get into being a hypnotherapist? Um, It's not a pretty story, but I was in a career Um, for over 20 years, and I was very passionate about it. Um, But I gave everything of myself to it, my time, my money. Um, Basically, I was I was working to live. And there was a tragic event that happened in my job. And it left me where I had to contemplate and I realized how dispensable I was um, because I was giving everything and and I was so replaceable just at the drop of a hat. And it was almost too much to bear to just think that, you know, I could just be cast aside so easily. And I became extremely depressed and um, even suicidal. And when I was in the hospital, they to release me i had to commit to talk therapy and i got put on seven different medications for depression and anxiety and i saw several different talk therapists and also psychiatrists and the last psychiatrist that i saw told me that um, there was no help for me unless i did electroshock therapy and my husband was like, no, you're, you're not going, going through that. And so I went to a new talk therapist and she was um, practicing to get her hypnosis certification and kept asking if she could try it on me. And my initial reaction was no, because I thought she was going to embed these messages that I needed electroshock therapy, that I needed to be on more medication. Um, And at this point, like the only time I left my house was to go to therapy. I was just so overrun with depression and anxiety. And at one time in her in her sessions, I was having a panic attack to leave because I had to sit in the waiting room. And so she asked if she could try something on me and she actually did hypnosis. And when I walked out of her office, it was like I had some kind of relief and I, I felt calm, like the, the thought of sitting in the waiting room didn't panic me. I was nervous, but I wasn't like in this in this panic. And so um, 
not very long after um, the pandemic hit and I wasn't able to go to therapy like face to face. And so I started reading books on hypnosis and thought, if I can feel this good after just one session or two sessions, what would it feel like for more? And so then I went and got certified um, and I just kept going and getting more training and more certifications because I wanted to know as much as I could possibly know in order to help people and, and share this with other people. You know, that, that, that is a, a very enlightening story. And, you. you know, it's, it's amazing how we sometimes think our work is all there is. And yes. that we're so essential for our job that there's no way that anyone is ever going to think anything but. Yes. Uh, but, but it's sad. You know, many people think of you as a commodity, that yes. you are there putting in the hours and you're just there at their leisure and you're going to just do what you're told. And, uh, you know, it, it, when the winds change, they change and, mm -hmm. and the job's gone. Yes. And then you're left with what? <laughs> how? <laughs> yeah, how, how? What happened to me? Why, yes. why did this occur? What is going on? You know, that's not right. And, and, but you know, it's, it's a funny world out there and so on, but you used that time in your life. That was your greatest despair to come to a new level of being, to come to a new level of understanding that you wouldn't have otherwise. Yes. I'm yes. Um, and I, um, I know it's, kind of an odd way of thinking, but I'm very grateful that that opportunity happened because yeah. if it wouldn't have happened, I wouldn't be here where I am. And I, um, I, I was given this second chance in life, uh, literally is how I take it to yeah. help. It's funny. It's funny when we're knocked down on the pavement and the worst thing in the world has happened to us. And all of a sudden, if you look at it in the proper perspective and do the right things, it becomes your greatest success. Yes. Yes. And your your most fulfillment too. And you like just have so much joy and, and love and compassion. And it's like you have to rise up from the darkness to get to that light. <laughs> yeah, it, that's exactly what it is. I, I, I think it's like turning on a light switch. You have to come from the darkness yes. into the light. If you didn't have darkness, you wouldn't know what light is. You wouldn't exactly. know, you wouldn't be able to experience the light. <laughs> exactly. And you wouldn't be able to feel it. And it's, yes. So I'm, I'm thankful for that situation because it certainly put my life into perspective. And it also gave me... Um, an opportunity to build a more quality relationship with uh, the people in my life and my my children. Like I have a much stronger connection with them too, because now I'm not working to live. <laughs> exactly. You know, I, I think sometimes uh, it's hard for women in our society. And I, I'm not saying this because of anything else, but we, a lot of time women have a very difficult role that they have to take care of their children, they have to take care of their husband, and they have to take care of their jobs. And they're often being stretched 
between all those things. You know, me as, as a male, all I did was work. You know, my wife had to pick up all the other pieces. But, you know, that's <laughs> often what we expect of women in our society. Mm-hmm. Yes. And now, nowadays, um, when I was growing up, it was still very much like the the woman would stay home at work and stay home and raise the children. And nowadays, mm-hmm. it's very much expected that it's a two-income situation and exactly and so you're being stretched and pulled and twisted into all these things and that's a difficult situation to be it is it is it's hard to find ways to release that stress when it's all coming at you as well exactly so so you found hypnosis and you found a lot about it how do you help others with hypnosis now um, well, I work one-to-one with people. Um, I also do group workshops. Um, and so I think the hardest thing that I had to get over with hypnosis was that it's not mind control and that it is a very natural occurrence that we go through every single day. Um, you know, like when you're driving in your car and you're just driving and you're not even aware that you're driving, you're thinking of all the other things going on and then you end up at your destination and you're like, Oh, I wonder how I got here. That that's hypnosis and it's, um, in all of its glory. So how I think think that's, that's an interesting statement because uh, you know, I have misconceptions about hypnosis as well, because when I was a boy, there used to be an entertainer in my area by the name of Ravine, and he used to get people on the stage and they would, he'd get them to do the craziest things like you're Superman, you're a chicken, you're, you're doing, so he gets, got this, them to do these crazy things under hypnosis. Yes. And so all this stuff is what we think of. Exactly. When we think of hypnosis. Yes. And we call that stage hypnosis. And that's a whole different separate thing to um, like a therapeutic hypnosis. And yes. the thing about hypnosis is you cannot, I, the practitioner could not get you to do anything that you morally or ethically would not do. And you are aware of what is going on around you. It's like having a conversation So sometimes you'll be completely honed in on what is being said to you or other times when you have a lot going on in your mind, sometimes you're having a normal conversation with a person and you don't know what's really being said. It's just, it's just like that. It's, um, you're just in a very relaxed, but hyper-focused state. And that's all it really is. It's not any kind of mind control or we can't get you to do things that you normally wouldn't wouldn't do yeah, that, that's huge uh, it is very huge. To understand that and that again when you had those fears about hypnosis it was because you had these unrealistic beliefs about it absolutely um hollywood doesn't help any with the you know the movies of you know, I'm going to make you cluck like a chicken or I can have you go rob a bank just by saying a word and you'll you'll go do that. That is that's um, fiction and it's for entertainment. And what um, the type of hypnosis that I do is not stage hypnosis. It's not for entertainment. It's for for healing. 
And um, there's so many wonderful benefits to help people with anxiety, um, phobias and fears, weight loss, smoking. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. But yeah, it, it's it's really relaxing. Can anybody be hypnotized? Any normal functioning person can be hypnotized, yes. But some people are more susceptible to it than others. Absolutely, yes. Um, it, it And there's like procedures that we do to determine like your level of uh, how, how deeply you could be hypnotized. Um, but most normal functioning IQ, most normal IQ functioning people can be hypnotized. And it's also um, the people that come to me usually have tried just about everything before they come to me because it's, you know, you, you don't wake up saying, I'm going to go see a hypnotist today. <laughs> um, most people go through like talk therapy or they've tried, if they're coming to you for weight loss, they've tried every diet known to man. Um, they might have even done like, you know, the, the surgeries to lose the weight. So by the time you get to a hypnotist, you're wanting change. And that sounds like it, it's understandable because uh, most people do not think of hypnosis as a primary therapy. Yes. Most people think of it as a secondary therapy. Um, and so that's why people don't come to you, first of all, to yes. get hypnosis. They, they usually get referred when they've been beaten around the bush, so yes. to speak, yes. when they've been around the path and couldn't find some help, just like for you, yes. when you were so clinically depressed yes. that they were going to use electroshock therapy on you yes. to try to get you out of that zone. Yes, yes. And um, through my certifications, we had to do all kinds of studying on um, founders of hypnotherapy and when you go back, like it was one of the first forms of anesthesia hypnosis to, you know, because way back when they didn't have all the technology and different types of research for anesthesia. So it was, it's um, a really powerful, powerful tool to really help you. And like you said, can't, you don't get you don't wake up in the morning saying, I'm going to a therapist or a yeah. hypnotherapist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You don't have it on your, your, uh, your <laughs> auto dial no. number of something no. you're going no. to do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so Cassidy, yes. can you give me some examples of people that you've helped with hypnosis? Yes. I have helped people with um, anxiety, debilitating anxiety, um, one person, the, the pandemic really caused her where she couldn't leave her home. And I've been able to help her not only leave her home, but she now like attends social functions. Um, I've helped with weight loss, um, breaking those limiting beliefs of like, I can't do things or um, I'm not good at certain things. A lot of self-esteem issues, um, confidence. I've helped business owners with thinking that they don't have it within them to rise up and become a business owner and have the confidence to put themselves out there. 
uh, smoking sensations. I've helped with smoking now, now that, sensations. That's the one I find the most interesting about mm -hmm. smoking and how it yes. helps. Because, you know, smoking is one of the most difficult things to break the habit of smoking. Yes. Uh, in fact, many, many, many people have told me that it's easier to stop drinking when they're alcoholics <laughs> than it yes. is to stop smoking. So tell me a little bit more about that and hypnosis. Um, well, actually, smoking is one of the easiest ones that, that we do now. I know a lot of people say it can be a one and done. I don't take that approach. I don't think it is a one and done. I typically will see someone for smoking for three to five sessions um, because the first one is to generally it's it's become like a and they're addicted to the nicotine. So we have to almost like reprogram the brain to not like nicotine. And so you, when you go into hypnosis, you're in a very relaxed state. And so we can um, address the unconscious motivations for why they're wanting the smoking. And then offer alternative behaviors. And that's where I bring in mindfulness to help them like be in the present moment and stay in that present moment so that you know, because they're, they're going to get triggered and keep on and then when they come back, then find out how they did what they're, you know, if they had any, um, I lost the word, where you're wanting that, that cigarette. Um, also yeah. finding I, things. I think the best word is craving that you Thank you. Yes. 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 Sorry. I'm nervous and couldn't think of the word. Um, okay. Also something to do with their hands, because when somebody has been a smoker, you know, they have that natural to put something in their hands. And a lot of times that's why they start smoking. They just don't know what to do with their hands. Yeah, so they're always fidgeting. And so yes. this is something that's a natural thing to do there. Yes. So we find things to do with their hands, um, other things that they could pick up, like tap a pencil and just start to break down those cravings and those sensations. Yeah. I, I always find with smoking that a person associates smoking with something else, like, yes. you know, they're stressed. So they need a smoke to, yes. to decrease the stress or they have dinner. And so they need a smoke right after dinner because that's what they're used to doing. Yes. So you got to break all those connections so that they're not wired that way. Absolutely. Yes. And reprogram, not like literally reprogram, but retrain the brain to have more positive, um, behaviors and actions and then usually after that you got to find like confidence or, or self-esteem issues if they any of those were there before yeah, so that's how we work with um, smoking sensations well that's huge now Cassidy this show is called how to live a fantastic life show so I'm going to ask you Cassidy Green how do you live a fantastic life um well, first and foremost, by loving myself, because I found where when I didn't love myself, how unhappy I was. And so now I live a life of love. And this allows me to come from a place of service and lead from a place of love. And then I'm always thankful every day, thankful for everything that I have, everyone that's in my life. And I strive to be the best version of myself that I can possibly be giving back and having a strong connection to my spirituality. That's huge. That's huge. Yeah. 
Now, how would you recommend your listeners or your clients have a fantastic life? I, I recommend that they look within, within themselves and finding what truly makes you happy because life is so, so short and living from a place of happiness allows you to authentically love yourself and be thankful. Gratitude is such a huge part of my life. And I think it really does make a difference with loving ourselves. And I think you can't neglect your spirituality because we all have something that is divine helping us. And so we have to really be thankful for that as well. As as I've often said, even the poorest person in North America has far more than other people anywhere else on this planet. I I mean, just think uh, how we have, we turn on a tap and we get water that's drinkable and we have air that's breathable that isn't full of pollutants and stuff that you, you can't even breathe. I mean, we are very blessed with all the things that we have. We are, we are, and we really need to, I mean, it can all be gone in the blink of an eye and you don't know when that's going to come. And I just being so appreciative, we're so, we are very lucky human beings in in America. Yeah. What advice would you give to someone who is contemplating hypnosis, but has never experienced it before? The first thing I would suggest is make sure that they have some sort of reputable training. Um, There are a lot of people out there like that do YouTube videos or um, offer certifications that aren't through like the National Guild of Hypnosis or the International Board where there's deep training. And so you could take like a YouTube video or read a book and think that you understand the complexities of it. So I would first make sure that the person is certified. Um, I would also tell the person to make sure it's a good fit. It's kind of like when you go to a doctor or a therapist or a, a hairdresser, if you don't feel good about the person, then by all means don't work with them because it's something that the, the two of you will want to work together. And I guess that's another thing is make sure that um, the person is wanting to work with you. And it's not just, I offer three sessions and like it's a it's a one size fits all make sure that it's individualized to you yeah i think i think that's important and and what i would encourage people who are listening to this show and saying hypnosis eh, what what a bunch of boltwatt or things like that you know i i would encourage you to keep an open mind uh you know cassidy herself would have had a far different path if she didn't explore hypnosis for herself. And this is something that I find over and over again. Some of these things we don't totally understand doesn't mean they're not valid. It's just that we don't totally understand them completely, that we can give you a scientific answer. Yet, they have been shown over and over and over again to be successful. Yes, yes. Um, There is a a doctor that I highly recommend if anyone wants to um, see the medical 
a medical professional point of view on hypnosis. His name is Dr. David Spiegel, and he is a psychiatrist and a professor of psychiatry at Stanford University. And he um, has his own like processes and he wholeheartedly believes in the power of hypnosis and what they're finding there's there's new studies coming out with like ptsd especially for wounded veterans who are coming back the powers of hypnosis for ptsd so yes definitely take an open mind because when we close our mind to things we might be shutting a door that could have helped us in the long run yeah and the interesting thing that I found with hypnosis is this modality can also be used over the internet. So people yes. are not limited with just having to go to a practitioner's office anymore that, uh, you know, through zoom and these other techniques, we now can offer therapies that would not be able to be used otherwise. Yes. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> it makes it so much more um, global. <laughs> yes, and I, I actually do all of my sessions over Zoom. I don't have a, a physical office outside of my home. Well, this is your office here when yes. you're on the screen, and that's the yes. interesting thing. You, yes. have a, you have a virtual office now, yes. which makes it even more compelling. My, yes. my wife's a physician that shut down her practice uh, two years ago and yet every day she sees patients on zoom and is doing just as credible a service as she did in the office so it's important to realize that these new modalities have helped us as well yes and um with doing therapy or hypnosis over zoom I have found that people are even more comfortable because they can be in the comforts of their own home where they feel a place of safety and security. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. Well, Cassidy, how can people get in touch with you if they'd like to? Um, they can go to my website, which is um, CassidyRoseGreen.com. Can you say that uh, slower? Yes, Maybe I'm sorry. spell that yes. because yes. people might miss that. Okay, I'm sorry. Cassidy, C A S S I D Y, rose, like the flower, and green, like the color.com. And then um, my Facebook page, um, I know it has a number behind it because uh, there was another Cassidy Green. So Facebook.com. Um, the slash mark Cassidy green dot one zero four four one. And then Instagram is Cassidy Rose green. Okay. Wonderful. Well, Cassidy, thank you very much for sharing your wisdom with us. And thank you for sharing your time with us. You have been really enlightening on a very interesting topic. Thank you. I appreciate this. Thank you very much. Okay. Bye for now. Bye. But Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Leica here. Uh, please check back often. We have a lot of interesting guests. And if you would like to get some services like my counseling or consulting services, I'm on uh, Dr. D-R-A-L-L-E-N, Leica, L-Y-C-K-A.com. Bye for now. You've been listening to How to Live a Fantastic Life. Be sure and pick up a copy of Dr. Leica's book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life, on Amazon.com. 
And you'll want to subscribe right here on this page so you don't miss a single episode. Have a fantastic day. Bye.